0: To make them think that it's reality. Our dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something is actually strange. Everybody. It's so hard to be quiet. <laughs> so we've talked about this before, but just for editing purposes <laughs> What happened? We always have to have ten seconds of silence <laughs> before before Start. we hear I mean we are you are you're already recording. Is our, so we're already recording but we have yeah, to do 10, 10 seconds of silence so that it makes it easier on the editing stuff so, so I can remove background but, noise. So we're always just so quiet it's like hard to not breathe not do anything and like right before we started like my stomach just goes <laughs> <laughs> See at first I thought because I, I was like this with my eyes closed because I found for some reason if I close my eyes it can be quieter <laughs> <laughs> and i thought you farted and that's uh, i was like looked up i was like what the? and then you're like pointing at your stomach yeah, it's my stomach totally i mean i'm sure it's preparing for one of those but uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yes thank you uh welcome into another uh dreamisode with the qco podcast your host danny travis and alan here to read you some good stuff from danny's subconscious so at least we hope it's good there are always some i mean they're always entertaining. Some are not more as good as, as is, than others. I mean, I'll give you guys a little hint at today's dream. Um, I would classify this one as falling in more of the epic tale oh. category, okay. which so. is usually in the upper epsilon Eps- epsilon epsilon epsilon, <laughs> epsilon of uh, of his dreams. So, well. Let's not dilly-dally here because I can feel that this has some heft to it. Uh, so let's. <laughs> so for those of you guys who listen to all of our episodes, I'm sure that's the first time you've heard Trav say hey, this one has some heft to it. It has some heft. He'll either say it's got heft or it's a thick bitch. <laughs> yep, so. It's one of those two. And just off the of first glance. By the way, I don't condone that word, thick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Does that make you feel self conscious? <laughs> it's just rude. a joke. Oh, <laughs> but at first glance here, I haven't even Danny looked at the takes, title. Danny takes a joke that I say and just ruins it. I know. And then he makes jokes himself that are good, that are just already <laughs> ruined. <laughs> so, your I think- plus minus ratio on jokes. Is oh, like is minus, okay, I have bunker. the perfect idea, okay? If we go through golf rules, we're doing awesome. Whenever we are done <laughs> with this, or, or maybe, and when I say this, I mean like the podcast. Like if we get to a point where we're just like, okay, we're done, or whatever, or maybe just sometime down the future, in the future, down the line, we need to create a compilation. This is going to involve a lot of work because we're going to have to listen to like all of our episodes, <laughs> but a compilation of just all of Danny's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like probably tagged with like an illegal sticker because it would not be safe for people to listen to that much comedy in one okay. stint. Like I would probably play that to get would... my kids to go to sleep. <laughs> 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 Alright kids. Just gonna turn on some Danny jokes. <laughs> How long do you think this <laughs> compilation would be? I'd say at least a right. good f- four or five hours. <laughs> I mean, that's just if we're taking not even like what the conversation so far, after it. I would just, say that we have probably, I, I would say we're s- probably dang near a hundred hours of actual content on the Q Code podcast, wouldn't you? Yeah. Prob- How many, what are we at? Like episode if you count we're at like 59 or 58 of our uh no at the time of this one being released i think we'll be like at 64 so yeah probably 100 hours plus yeah so that's gonna be a lot of listening to get all the good jokes out (laughs) Yep, but it might be worth it. It would be one of those things that it just keeps—they're not just cut, funny cut, at cut, the cut, time cut, that cut, you cut. say them, but if we compile them all together, <laughs> they're going to be hilarious. <laughs> Especially like out of context, it's just my joke. <laughs> it would be, it would be. because I think that's what it is. Because I think your jokes just come out of context, like or not. I mean not out of context, you're trying to make them in context, but they just don't fit. But the fact that now we're listening to them and we just have no... All it is is just like four-second spurts of me saying yep. something. <laughs> that would be funny. Actually, I want to do this, but I'm sorry, irritating. Alan. You're the one that has to put it together, but I want to do this. So. all right. Um, as we jump into this, glancing at it, you know, I haven't even seen the title, but I can tell you that there is a preface, which we all like his prefaces. You only know that because I do my prefaces in italics. Yeah, they're italicized. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, what number is this? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. It's on the. I know, but paper I didn't want to look at the. Oh, the yeah, title. Yeah, Fair enough. So twenty nine. <laughs> number twenty. Okay. <laughs> German <laughs> accents come up on this show more than any <laughs> other accents I've said. I think first it's German for Trav, and then it's. Mexican, Southern. <laughs> are you saying for me? Yeah. What's well, it come out? Yeah, maybe. I would say Southern comes. Southern out comes yeah, out. Southern. British. British. Yep. Those are kind of like my go to's. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the few of <laughs> our between are like Australian, but Austrian comes up sometimes because he does Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> sometimes Seems true. Um, he tries to do Japanese. I can't. I have a hard time with Japanese. I think it's because deep down i think your mom's listening and that i'm really offending her so <laughs> oh, somehow it came out to my mom that we talked about on a previous dream episode the fact that she would crease our eyes with her <laughs> long Did she hear fingernail. about that um and so i said well mom for real the why why did you do that and she says Danny i don't know <laughs> <laughs> So, even from the source herself, and then my wife Liz is like, Well, did your mom do it to you or something? She's like, No. So, somehow my mom just started this thing on her own, but doesn't know why and, and did it. And then she was frustrated because, like, she's like, Why would you tell people that on your podcast? She's like, oh, I can't believe it. I'm never going to listen to your podcast again. I'm like, Have you ever listened to our podcast? Well, no. <laughs> So we lost zero listeners right there. <laughs> but we lost a f- possible future listener. Yes. Well, it must have done something to you psychologically because you also had, I don't know if it's still a thing, but you had a thing where you would also like to put things in your eyes, like in your eye sockets. He would take, we had these little teacup noodles. You need more explanation because it sounds like <laughs> I'm just stabbing myself in the eye. Well, it's just as weird. I just enjoy stabbing to myself. To us, in it's the just eye. as weird. We had these, like, poodles little teacup poodles and he would take the paws and just put them over his <laughs> eyes <laughs> and it was if you didn't know what was going on it looked like you were just stabbing yourself in the eyes with poodle paws poodle paws and you would also like grab I tracy's just, hand I, wouldn't you would, i like, enjoy take tracy's the hand. feeling of coldness <laughs> on my eyelids And so yes, poodle paws were usually cold. All right. Well, you can tell your mom, I don't even remember why we talked about it, but for whatever reason it came up and something, something was said that made me remember that. So you can tell her, I'm sorry, but these are things that have to be spoken of. (laughs) We need to stop. We need these kind of acts from occurring. (laughs) No, I don't think we need that for anything. I would laugh hysterically (laughs) if she was still doing this to you, but, um, and I encourage it, but <laughs> it's just, we needed to talk about it. So no, all right. She really wasn't that mad. Cause then she called me today and she's like, Danny, I just want you to know. I told all my coworkers about your podcast and I gave them your name cards. <laughs> <laughs> you <gave> your mom. <laughs> we do have business cards. Yes. <laughs> so thanks mom. All right, here we go with the title, which is called my, F- my freaking evil Little Pony! (laughs) (laughs) Those aren't hard words. (laughs) My my freaky evil little pony! (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't even close. Okay, here's the preface. Once again, this dream requires a bit of a setup. As things may seem familiar, but are in actuality quite different. This dream takes place in a time and place where interdimensional travel has been mastered. Can <laughs> we just read a dream that had interdimensional travel? Let me where, guess. This one involves a portal. <laughs> you always have portals. <laughs> I forgot. Was that the one that was like oh in, the, in the basement? <laughs> yeah, with like but the you crabs. had several portals, like the one where, uh, where <laughs> you... It was like you were looking at Kai, your son, and he had a chainsaw. And you were like yelling at him not to cut into the house, (laughs) but he couldn't hear you because it wasn't you were looking through a window, you were actually through a portal. (laughs) Yeah, and then there was the portal that the catfish dragons would come through (laughs) in my basement (laughs) (laughs) that you always just kept forgetting about he's got a lot of portals so in fact interdimensional travel has become a common occurrence as people can choose to vacation in other dimensions if they so choose I, on the other hand, did not get the luxury of deciding which dimension to travel to. Instead, I was cast out of my original dimension and forced to live in this alternate dimension as punishment. The real kick to the gut is that I don't even know why I was banned from my own dimension. All I know is that I was, and I miss my friends and my family back home. (laughs) I hope that someday I find a way to remove the ban and return to the dimension I was originally from. (laughs) Thanks for putting the motion into a trap. It's hard to portray emotion through my words, you know. Now to the story. As I said, I was cast out of my dimension and forced to live within this dimension for the time being. However, all in all, it wasn't so bad. The earth as a whole wasn't so different from my own, and thus it wasn't like it was unlivable. (laughs) (laughs) However There were some differences One difference was Salt Lake City On this earth Happened to be A much larger metropolis Than the Salt Lake City I knew back home there are perhaps 1.5 million or so people living between Ogden and Provo on my Earth, but on this Earth there are roughly 20 million good heavens. It's a big, bustling city. Since the population is so much greater here, the downtown portion of this city is much larger and has many taller sky rises than I was accustomed to. Another slight deviation from the city I grew up in, and this one was the f- that I grew up in, and this one. It's like a deviation between that one and this one. Yeah. Was the fact that there was a large mountain located to the west of this Salt Lake City metropolis. A large highway was built on this mountain. A traveler driving... What? (laughs) So (laughs) Antelope Island grew? So the difference... So in the one that you're living at now, there is no mountains out to the west. No, there is a huge mountain to the west. Here are huge mountains to the east. Yeah. Well, we have mountains out to the west too. Yeah, but this one was like the mountain was set closer to the city, and it was just as big to the, as the mountains on the east, if that makes sense. And Got then it. there was a highway on that mountain All right. that went up and over. So a the- large highway was built on this mountain. A traveler driving into the city would drive straight up the highway on the far side of the mountain and would eventually crest at the peak. He'd crest. Once they crossed this threshold, where else are you gonna crest? (laughs) (laughs) Eventually crest. (laughs) Midway through. (laughs) Good point. Touche. Touche. Once they crossed this threshold, the great city of Salt Lake would appear over the horizon. They would then drive down the highway on a steep decline until they coasted into the city. However, driving a car on the highway is not the only option available. Located on the edges of the highway is a miniature version of the same highway. <laughs> <laughs> you have mini people or something that are using that? It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> not like a carpool lane or something like that. It's- that was so not funny until Travis did <laughs> <ran> it. <laughs> <laughs> like, look out the window and you got like the mouse on the motorcycle just right <laughs> riding alongside of you. Hey. <laughs> Stuart Little, is that what his <laughs> name is? What's no, that? there's there's a book called The Mouse and the Motorcycle. Oh, there is? Yeah. Cause when I dreamt it and read it, I was just like, yeah, there's just like this mini version of <laughs> it. <laughs> it wasn't that funny in the I was like, this miniature version. The same highway, as well as a set of miniature train tracks. <laughs> on these small roads and tracks are situated tiny cars, trucks, buses, and trains. <laughs> these minuscule vehicles are perpetually just driving toward and away from the city, depending on the side of the road you are on. Hence, as a pedestrian... You are not required to walk, but instead are able to just put your feet on any combination of cars, trucks, buses, or trains, <laughs> and just ride into. Or out of the city. You, like there's roller skates or something? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, you just ride like a, moving, a moving walkway, just like I'm gonna ride. Apparently, between this Ford Explorer and this Dodge Ram. <laughs> Pick up. (laughs) Somebody's driving this thing. It's like, like, ah, honey, sorry. I told you not to take this highway. It's the only miniature highway. (laughs) How else are we supposed to get out of the city? (laughs) This is where the large people stand on us. Do the little cars go just as fast as big cars? (laughs) (laughs) No, they went a little slower. I would say (laughs) it would be unsafe if you were standing going like (laughs) seventy miles per hour. How long it would take to get out of the city? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure the extra added like weight (laughs) (laughs) when you when you. Look at the ratio or whatever. I don't know. Just It's got to be a ton, tons of weight added to make it really slow. All right. This is where our story begins. I'm making my way back toward the alternate Salt Lake City as a pedestrian, so you're on the car. <laughs> you're riding the micro machines. I look down at my feet just as we crest over the peak of the mountain road and see that I'm riding on a pair of trains that are chugging down the mini track. I look up just as the beautiful city of Salt Lake appears over the horizon. I have to admit, as many times as I've come over this hill, I never do get tired of this particular view. As I stand there enjoying my ride toward the city, I find myself (laughs) traveling behind an older, grumpy gentleman. I can hear him muttering to himself for quite some time and eventually feel obligated to check in on him and ensure that he is okay. Uh, Excuse me, sir, I say to the old man. I couldn't help but sense that you are not doing so well. Is everything okay? Or all right, is actually what you said. (laughs) I just kind of made an assumption there. The old man turns around, grunts, and mumbles a bit. I can't understand a whole lot of what he's saying, but I am able to get the gist of it. Apparently, his wife has gone missing. (laughs) Okay, I'd be grumpy too. (laughs) You okay, sir? My wife was gone. Well, I don't know where she is. I didn't get much of that, but... That's just I the, get it. Uh, I, I it got wife's the missing? gist. Apparently his wife has gone missing. He tells me that she has disappeared, but that nobody will believe him or help him find her. I give the old man my condolences and try to comfort him the rest of the way into town. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, hoping that his, his two cars can, like, drive up <laughs> alongside of him so he can pat him on the back. <laughs> <laughs> He's like... Excuse me sir. <laughs> like what happens if one car goes faster than the other? <laughs> I don't think your subconscious thought this, this system out very well. I don't know, maybe that's why I chose the two trains on that were on parallel tracks <laughs> that were just going the same speed. <laughs> so my ride was very comfortable. <laughs> Eventually, these little transportation devices we're standing on arrive at what can only be described as a Grand Central Station-looking hub. Both the older gentleman and myself exit the small road by removing ourselves from the tiny vehicles we are standing on. Kate, okay, I'm sorry, I just have to ask. <laughs> what? How often, just in real life, do you ever go to a train station? <laughs> <laughs> because you visit them so many times in your dreams. Yeah, that's true. It is kind of a reoccurring <laughs> theme. Uh, He's always at a train station. I mean, other than like the train, I hardly <laughs> ever. <laughs> Alright, I say my goodbyes. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I say my goodbyes to the man and wish him luck in finding his wife. I watch as he scoots off toward a bench located. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still on the cars? He's like <laughs> cars, Open on <to> the bench. <laughs> <laughs> no, you mini. have to get off. The cars can only stay on the highway. <laughs> okay. And then they like in the but station these- they turn around and then they go back out. Where do these many people go? <laughs> <laughs> you guys I am really guys concerned just about- assumed there was many people in they're a, automated are are just, automatic. as far as I know yeah they were just like automatic like vehicles oh. that were just going around this track in and out of the <laughs> okay. city so literally just, like micro machines <laughs> it was kind of like picturing like you know Hooville yeah. the where there's like all just different sizes of who's <laughs> Um, I watch as he scoots off toward a bench located in the center of the station. He is visibly upset and is now crying fairly hard. Once he reaches the bench, once he reaches the bench, he sits down and continues to cry into his hands in a crouching position. I feel so bad for this old man and want nothing more than to help him find his missing wife. Suddenly, as I watched the old man, he slowly started to fade. After several seconds, he had completely disappeared. It was as if he had been erased from existence altogether. Ooh. Scary. Right in front of me. Unfortunately, he was not the first one I'd witnessed vanish like this. (laughs) (laughs) This whole fading into nothingness had become a citywide epidemic, and no one could identify why it was happening. Um, It's called The Nothingness, if you've ever watched The NeverEnding Story. Oh. (laughs) Wait, they faded into nothingness? Because I thought the nothingness was like an earthquake thing that just sucked you into the earth or something. I don't remember. It's called the nothingness. (laughs) I turn around with the intent of walking out of the Grand Central Station and into the city. However, I don't make it more than a few feet before I'm overcome with a strange sensation that almost knocks me off my feet. Everything around me goes dark and there is a sudden loud ringing in my ears. I'm not sure if I lost consciousness completely at any moment. Either way, it takes me several seconds to regain my balance and bearings. When things finally settle down enough for me to focus, I can see that everything around me looks just as it did before the weird sensation overcame my body. With one exception, everything around me was tinted with a darker shade than it was previously. Okay. It was as if... it was like red, but now it's like maroon. Or it was like light green, but now it's like dark green. It was as if I was suddenly wearing a dark pair of sunglasses that I could not take off. I thought that this was the only difference, until I noticed I could suddenly see a lot more people than I could before. The strange thing with all of these additional people, though, was that they were actively trying to engage with or or converse with with the people that were already there. Unfortunately, as much as they tried, they were unable to get any type of response from the others. This is the moment that I realized I had somehow acquired the ability to transition between the real world and the realm of the disappeared. Ooh. What is. Why isn't it not called the realm of the disappeared? Why is it called my freaking evil little pony? So, how about you read the whole dream? And I know, then judge it afterwards. So, it's like when Frodo puts on the ring, yes, ah, kind of, yeah. But Frodo. people don't get the choice of just putting on a ring and being disappeared, they just disappear without their consent. Well, sure, we've had first breakfast, but what about second breakfast? <laughs> Does he know about Eleven Seas? <laughs> that was just what happens in the realm of the disappeared as they had second breakfast. Stupid habits as those stars are from us! <laughs> I... Wow, Trav, that was pretty good. We oh, should no. do a whole episode on Gollum. <laughs> Gollum. Gollum. And then Trav will just have to do that voice the whole time. <laughs> ironically as i explored this newfound realm can, can we read the rest of the dream <laughs> I, i'm gonna be honest that would be very very difficult for me <laughs> i ran into an old co-worker of mine from my original earth she had come to this dimension on vacation a while back but had been one of the people who had vanished into thin air Glad to see she was okay. I gave her a hug, and the two of us spent the next several minutes catching up. During this time, she explains to me that she has figured out why people were suddenly disappearing and ending up in this realm. She says it has to do with... Excuse me. (laughs) She says it has to do with the amount of people on this earth who remember or are aware of who you are. Of who you are? Yeah. It's like... If a lot of people know who you are or know of your existence, then you're fine. But on I'm just this, saying pl- like on this particular, people... in this dimension, on this planet. Oh, so like if for whatever reason, like I didn't have any friends or family, like I disappear. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I lived it, Travis. <laughs> Once the number of people who know you... <laughs> okay. What? Okay, I get it now. I was like, what? This doesn't make sense. Once the number of people who know you dips too low, <laughs> then you begin to fade away and end up in the realm of the disappeared. Once you're there, it doesn't mean you're dead. It just means that not many people on this planet are aware of your existence. For this reason, people who travel to this earth on vacation are extremely susceptible to disappearing <laughs> as they typically don't know many people on this planet before that get here other than those they traveled here with you got that (laughs) is that my writing or yes no that was your writing (laughs) as the two of us walk around the city and continue to converse now people are just looking at you like a weirdo because you're talking to somebody who's disappeared (laughs) well i think i was like now in that realm so maybe I. Oh, was, so did you disappear? So now I was like, I have the ability to travel back and forth between like reality and the realm of the disappeared. But why? The Nobody knows forgotten. you in that, in that world. Well, I've been there for a long time. I think I have <laughs> lots of friends. <laughs> okay. As the two of us walk around the city and continue to converse, she drops another bomb on me. She dropped a bomb on me, <laughs> baby. She dropped a bomb on me. She tells me she has caught wind That an evil villain had found a way to escape from the realm of the disappeared, and was in the midst of conjuring up a scheme to harm those in the real world, partially out of concern as to what this maniacal, maniacal villain is planning, and partially because I didn't have much going on at the moment. (laughs) He says, (laughs) "Like, all right, I'll figure out this villain thing." I don't really got much going on. <laughs> I decide we should take it upon ourselves to uncover what was this, to uncover what it was this fiend was plotting to do. After a little investigatory work, I dis- or it doesn't take us long to figure out that this villain's master plan is to release a gas bomb inside a concert hall during a performance (laughs) that was taking place that night. (laughs) Like poison gas or just any gas? You'll see. Oh, it's like fart gas. (laughs) He just farts. (laughs) The gas was specially engineered to turn anyone who breathed it in into an evil, inflatable, my little (laughs) (laughs) pony-looking creature. See, I don't think it's my writing. I think you just pause at random moments and drag out my sentences into very long sentences. (laughs) But (laughs) into inflatable, evil, my little pony looking creature. Just bear with me, okay? What's the the kid's name on um, Malcolm in the Middle? Uh, yeah. Stevie <laughs> that has the hard time <laughs> where he has to breathe hi I'm Steve <laughs> okay bear That's with good. me with this okay so the sentence is you know turn anyone who breathed it into an evil inflatable my little pony that should be it <laughs> But he has to throw, mind you, on a separate line, <laughs> the words looking creature. Okay? Like, I understood you when you said that you turned into an evil, inflatable My Little Pony. <laughs> looking creature. <clears throat> Once we put the pieces of the puzzle together, my co-worker's eyes grew extremely wide. Before I could ask her what was wrong, she blurted out, My husband is attending that concert tonight! The two of us immediately sprang into action and ran toward the concert hall in hopes of stopping the villain before he could release the gas bomb. Unfortunately, we were too late. Just as we turned the corner onto the street the concert hall was located on, the front doors of the concert hall burst open, spilling hundreds of evil, inflatable My Little Ponies into the city. <laughs> this ho- doesn't sound that bad right now, but in the dream it was freaky. <laughs> <laughs> These horrid little geldings seem to have <laughs> zero fear as they immediately start to tackle and attack unsuspecting patrons who just so happen to be in the area. I turn to my friend and expressed my sorrow for the ultimate for the ultimately, f- the ultimately, fate untimely. There we yeah. go. Good heavens. <laughs> for the untimely fate of her husband, but also explain to her that there is nothing we can do for him now. <laughs> <laughs> Thus wait so this is all still in the forgotten or the, realm disappeared, of the disappeared the realm of the disappeared. Well, I think so at- the gas they're gas bombing disappeared people or no, regular people. No. He escaped the realm of the disappeared oh, okay. and into the real world at which point he gassed everyone. By the time that I had run to the street though I must have just gone back to the real world <laughs> because but- I was there. <laughs> I, I must have been able to bring my friend with me. Thus, the best thing we can do is take out as many of these colorful, puffy stallions before they hurt more people. (laughs) I swiftly look around for a moment and spot just what we need to get the job done. I can see a pickup truck parked on the side of the road. This pickup has a wooden fence-like barrier built into the bed (laughs) of the truck. You know, like the barriers you see on trucks that transports goats and ponies to kids' birthday parties. Anyway... Does that give you a good visual? <clears throat> Inside this bed of this truck also happens to be a couple dart guns and a bunch of darts. I tell my coworker to hop into the cab of the truck and to start driving through the city. Meanwhile, I stood in the bed of the truck carrying the dart guns I found, shooting at every air-filled Philly. <laughs> Every air-filled filly I could see. These dark guns proved to be the perfect weapon for the situation, as the evil ponies would pop and explode on impact. <laughs> I can't lie. As we made our way up and down the city streets, eradicating these evil steeds, I became quite the expert hunter. Oh <laughs> of course he did. Did you have a thesaurus that you- <laughs> How many Gilding How many ways you can yeah. say horse? <laughs> <Steed>. <laughs> Don't forget Philly. <laughs> Philly. Just as I, we, I just happen to know a lot of names for horses. <laughs> just as we thought, <laughs> Wait, we, he's going at some point he's gonna say mare. Oh Ooh. yeah, let's see, let's see if it happens. Just as we thought we were getting the upper hand, a new problem began to develop, or a colt. We were no longer only competing against a herd of wicked foals, (laughs) but we're also having to deal with fat, slimy zombies. No way! (laughs) Zombie! Freaking (laughs) zombies back. Back again. (laughs) Pandemic part three! (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they even followed you to another Games dimension. It's about zombies so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They're interstellar travel. They can inter-dimensional. interdimensional travel. They <laughs> but they have hard. They have problems with rivers. <laughs> well, only in the second one. They were really good swimmers in the first one. Uh, where he forced a bunch of natives to <laughs> rope push you in a canoe on a raft. Let's Un- get it right, Alan. <laughs> Unfortunately, my dart gun proved to be ineffective against this newly acquired enemy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> ouch! <laughs> Why do you shoot me? <laughs> uh, again, we had no oh, I- laughing. Of- <laughs> If, like, the next big zombie movie that comes out, like, that's how they're portrayed (laughs) instead of, like, a classic. (laughs) You shot my leg. (laughs) It can't be. He's like, (laughs) oh, you shot my leg. Now I got a dead leg. (laughs) (laughs) It's a regular dead comedian. Get it. Undead community <laughs> However you would say it Undead <laughs> Okay <laughs> Had no idea <laughs> Again We had no idea how And where these chubby zombies They're chubby? Uh, well, I said they were fat zombies Oh, those are like the worst Yeah, yeah these chubby zombies were coming from. So once again... That means they've I was, eaten a lot of people. I, I was forced to put on my investigator hat and try to track the origin of these obese monsters. <laughs> Luckily, I was able to work quickly and found that these overweight zombies were not caused by a single factor. But rather, <laughs> there were three ways in which one could turn into portly, slobbering beast. If you... One. One. <laughs> If you are attacked and bitten by a fat zombie, you will shortly be a stout flesh-eating monster yourself. (laughs) Two, there are a plethora of virus-infected kittens roaming around the city streets. If one of these little cats bites or scratches you, you will become a fat zombie. (laughs) Three, (laughs) if you are bitten by one of the evil inflatable ponies your future is sealed to become a pudgy man-eating machine. <laughs> Once I figured this out, there was now doubt. Now doubt.
1: <laughs>
0: no doubt? No doubt. There was no doubt in my mind that the wretched villain is behind all of this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so lucky that I'm such a good detective. <laughs> <laughs> During our time driving, around... I don't around, get the kitten one. <laughs> the cat. That's just that's just one of the many ways you could become a zombie. This is so random. <laughs> Nothing about cats earlier in the
1: nope. Apparently,
0: just, this villain had infected a bunch of cats around the city before he had gone and done the gas bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so during our time driving around the city, bursting blow up ponies, we had attained a team of alloy alloys, allies who joined us in our quest to exterminate the not so magical horses. What is your quest? To exterminate magical ponies? <laughs> so once I had a grasp of what was going on with the, adi- with the addition of the fat zombies, I ordered them to all fall back toward the fairgrounds in hopes that we may get a chance to regroup and develop a new plan of attack. Of course, he is now the leader <laughs> of the allies. <laughs> uh, I didn't, like insert myself as a leader. I think they voted me as leader. He's <laughs> <laughs> the A-F-A-F-Z Allied Forces Against Zom- <laughs> er, Fat Zombies. <laughs> 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 All right order them to all fall back to the fairgrounds. So, once we make it t- into the fairgrounds, we find a maze made of large hay bales that I assume was left behind from the Halloween festivities. This hay bale maze worked out great for us as it became a natural barrier from the un- from the unknowns that were currently <laughs> roaming around the city. Uh, did I, t- I not put an end? Yep. I took my coworker into the center of the maze to discuss our plan moving forward. However, once we were at the center of the maze, we found two small kittens curled up sleeping on a pile of loose hay. So I don't think that this is really a good place to convene. You're in a, you're in a maze. Literally things could be hiding anywhere. Hey, Yes, duly noted. That's a good point now. I could see that. My co-worker instinctively bent down to pet these cute kitties. But before she could touch them, I quickly grabbed her arm and pulled it back. Why would you do that? She asked me. I tell her to be quiet as I thought I heard something coming toward us. <laughs> I slowly crouched down as if I were getting ready to do a push up (laughs) (laughs) so that I I could see. through a thin strip of clear plastic (laughs) that had been placed at the base of the hay bales. Hay bales. (laughs) This allowed me to peer at the surroundings outside of our hay bale fortress. I could see the hooves of a purple pony trotting along the outer walls (laughs) of the base, looking for its next victim. It's just like... (laughs) 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 Who's my next (laughs) picture? Peach Pit, let's go (laughs) go. Peach Pit Pony Which one is the purple one again? (laughs) I don't don't know (laughs) Starlight Twilight Twilight Sparkle Sparkles That's right (laughs) Starlight Twilight (laughs) Okay uh, I have definitely lost my train of thought here, or where I was. All right. Trying to break... Okay, I tried to get hurt... Whoa, well, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, it's next victim. By this point, my coworker had also gotten down to the ground level and recognized that this particular pony was once her husband. This caused her to gasp uncontrollably. She, like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> so many gasps. I tried to calm her down before the pony heard us, but it was too late. The pony had already become aware of our presence and began charging the outer walls of the maze. It is a blow up pony, right? It's inflatable, yes. How much? power can it actually, I mean, these are hay bale walls. I mean, I know they're not brick, but I mean, come on. Those things it's are heavy. basically a balloon. Trying <sighs> a to balloon is a trying to push a bunch of prickery. hay bales. <laughs> I think I uh, acknowledge that here. <laughs> the pony had already become aware of our presence and began charging the outer walls of the maze, trying to break through so that it could attack us. Luckily, the pony is inflatable, and thus has very little mass. (laughs) Try as he might, he was having very little, if any, um, impact on that hay bale structure. (laughs) We then turned around to warn the others of the pony that was current current outside. But as we began to leave the center of the maze, we realized that we weren't as safe as we... (laughs) No, duh. We weren't as safe as we had thought we were. The two kittens had been sound asleep on the hay at the moment, a moment ago, were now wide awake and hissing at us. <laughs> the two felines slowly started prowling toward us. I screamed to my coworker to run! As these cats were infected with the virus, the two of us then bolted as fast as we could through the maze toward the area in which the others were presently located. As I emerged from the maze, I tell my men that we need to catch the possessed kittens before they hurt anyone. We all then put on some heavy-duty workman-like gloves (laughs) and prepare ourselves to catch the cats once they too emerge from the maze. Sure enough, moments later, the two tiny mousers lunged out of the maze, screeching and clawing at us. After a few attempts, I am able to catch one of the kittens, while one of the other guys is able to capture the other. The two cats fight and wriggle and around in our hands, trying to escape their oppressors. But they are no match for the strength of full-grown men. I I tell everyone that we must kill... These cute little creatures before they are able to infect anyone. Nobody, including myself, really wants to do this. At that point, they're like, they like blink at you, like, but we all know, we all know what must be done. I imagine this is like the point. Danny was like, Johnson, (laughs) you do this. I'll turn my back, But, but wait. This is too difficult for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, then tell, <laughs> I then tell the man who had the other kitten to swing the cat like a baseball bat. <laughs> swing the cat like a baseball bat <laughs> and smack it into any hard, solid object he can find. <laughs> this way we can put the kittens out of their misery as quickly and painlessly as possible. I feel like this is the most painful way. <laughs> were they miserable? Put them out of their misery. I don't know if they were miserable. <laughs> I know. I don't think they were miserable. They, they were, were trying a to threat to you. Yeah. <laughs> what I originally believed would be a swift process has proven to be much more difficult than I had originally anticipated. <laughs> Each time we swing the cats into an object, they stiffen up. <laughs> Resulting in two of us feeling like we are smacking lead pipes into steel poles. <laughs> it has become apparent that these felines are invincible. <laughs> like swinging them, they're like <laughs> just <laughs> tense up. If you tense up, it doesn't hurt that bad. <laughs> <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> what kind of sick crap do you dream of? <laughs> Maybe that was the way my subconscious is like, you really can't kill kittens. That's not nice. <laughs> I'm going to give your kittens a way to be invincible. <laughs> I then hand the kitten I'm holding to another man and tell them to hold the kittens down while I examine them in hopes of finding a way to put them down for good. Are you a doctor? <laughs> I don't know. I was very talented in this dream. After a I quick inspection, I was a leader, I was a hunter. Was... Your inspection is tail. Mm. Hmm. Pause. <laughs> mm. Those seem invincible, too. This cat's got ears. I think he can hear us. <laughs> After a quick inspection, I find that each kitten has a plastic zip tie attached to one of its legs. I realize that these zip ties are what is causing the cats to be infected and thus making them invincible. I order my men to remove the zip ties from the kittens (laughs) so that I may cut them up into little pieces. (laughs) Well, won't they just become yeah. regular cats, cat, that you sadistic bastard? That's what was infecting them. If you remove the infection. <laughs> you, guys, you guys were misreading it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I could cut the zip ties oh, up. <laughs> <my. laughs> I'm mean, yes. like, you oh, are. fine. Cut them up. <laughs> like, get rid of the thing that makes them infected. <laughs> This way, I can kill them easier. <laughs> We're gonna chop them up into little pieces. <laughs> you sick bastard! Sick. That's when I lost the support of my men. <laughs> For several minutes, I sit there trying to cut the zip ties in half. I use knives, clippers, scissors. Why, why and do you have to cut them <laughs> up into tiny pieces, the zip no, ties? Why can't you just They're cut just, it off? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> if you cut them up into little pieces, they lose their power. <laughs> Did Steve show up with some dinner plates and a steak knife, and you're just <laughs> cutting them up with steak knives? <laughs> I didn't have the luxury of steak knives at this point, so... For several minutes, I sit there trying to cut the zip ties in half. I use knives, clippers, scissors, and anything else I can think of that could possibly cut through these plastic rings. Yet, no matter what I do, I can't seem to even make a dent on these flimsy objects. It's at that moment an old saying I was taught as a kid popped into my mind. You must fight fire with fire. Wait, so are they still on the kittens? No, like, they could come off the kittens, but oh. as long as they were intact, they still... Okay, work. so you didn't have to cut them off the kittens. No, we just, they just removed them from the kittens, but now I'm working on trying to cut yeah. them so that it breaks the virus issue. <laughs> so he realizes he must fight fire with fire. So basically, he's going to attack it with plastic. <laughs> I remember. Then I, Then a stroke of genius hits me, like a ton of bricks. I then walk over to the table nearby and pick up a plastic-ware knife and begin to cut away at the zip ties once again. This time, my new tool of choice works like a charm, and the plastic blade cuts right through them like a hot knife through butter. (laughs) As soon as the zip ties had had been cut up, both kittens immediately reverted back to their original cuddly selves and began purring and rubbing up against everyone in the room. Now, this, now that this crisis was over, I decided it was Danny's time. like, don't believe I'm it's a trick. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, guys, I know we think it's over, but the only way to avoid this is to murder the kids. <laughs> <laughs> now that the crisis is over, I decide it was time to go to my brother Alan's house. To check up on him. (laughs) I know, I know. What is my brother doing in this dimension? The answer is, I have no idea. But it it was just completely normal at this moment of the dream. Maybe it was the version of me in that dimension. Maybe. Or maybe you were also banned there. (laughs) I forgot about it all this time. (laughs) Anyway, I wanted to check in on him to ensure that he was okay. Since we had just dealt with an evil pony. (laughs) oh (laughs) there was that was not a period uh that we had just dealt with an evil pony infected cat and fat zombie problem i arrive at his house and knock on the door for a bit but there is no answer see that's normal though (laughs) however oh wait there is no answer i slowly push the door open to see if i can find him sitting somewhere within the home However, the first thing I notice when opening the door is the slight resistance that a handful of trash causes from the friction between it and the carpeted floor. As I push my way in, I can see that the entire home is a pigsty. Everything appears to be in disarray. Garbage is all over the floor. Furniture is knocked over, etc. The sight of this home has now has me fearing the worst. Has he been attacked or worse? Infected Uh oh What's it gonna be McFly I slowly raise my dart gun You still have a dart gun <laughs> It's my weapon of choice. I'm not gonna Wait Never mind. <laughs> I slowly raise my dart gun And quietly begin to make my way Through his home Clearing each room At a time He's like Clear He's Just by himself <laughs> Each room one at a time Is that what I said <laughs> Or just at a time Clearing each room One at a time Oh you originally said clearing each room at a time. <laughs> I beg to differ. As I make my way toward the master bedroom, I begin to hear some sounds emanating from that direction. I approach the master bedroom door as if I were SWAT, approaching an unknown potential terrorist situation. Once at the door, I can see that it is a jar. A crack. <laughs> <laughs> like he was open a little. A jar is a crack. <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? The jar is open. <laughs> open. A little. Oh, I didn't know that. It's all in one inclusive <laughs> word. <laughs> Once at the door, I can see that it is a jar a crack. <laughs> I gradually peek around the corner and peer into the master bedroom, hoping to find an unharmed Alan. Instead, I see nothing. It's at about that moment that I could hear a bang and a clang from the one, <laughs> from the ensuite bathroom. <laughs> from what ensuite? It's like the master bedroom bathroom. Oh, they call it ensuite because it's like on the suite. Oh, okay. Then, without warning, Alan crashes through the bathroom door and stumbles out into the master bedroom. He looks up just long enough to see my face peering in at him from the hall. He then begins to yell at me. Get out, get out of here! <laughs> he screams. I've been infected! And I'm trying to get you a fat zombie! Uh, uh, leave. reverse, first, leave I look at him a bit closer and can see that he has gained some weight (laughs) and is looking a bit pudgier than before. However, at the same time, I could not make out any sores or slimy pus anywhere on his body. Hygienic zombie. Every chubby zombie I'd seen up to this point had been covered in sores and pus. After another few seconds of examining the situation, I concluded that Alan had not been infected at all perhaps had put on a few extra LBs, but that was about the extent of it. I, (laughs) I began trying to talk Alan down from his frenzy (laughs) so that I could explain to him that he was fine. But this is when I woke up. (laughs) Alan, you're fine. You've just got an eating problem. You're not a zombie. A fat man doth not make a zombie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, very animated. It's "It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) You got Cheetos? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well. Another epic tale. My freaking evil little pony. So, see, isn't that a good name? It is, but I still like the... The realm of the disappeared. <laughs> it just sounds cooler. It does. <laughs> that sounds cool. At the beginning, with like the mini highway <clears throat> and the little cars, I was going to be like, this should have been the future of transportation, is here. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what people think when they get to the end of that dream and they're just like, Caterpillar? <laughs> that was the future. So weird. <laughs> This was a good one. I enjoyed it. I'm glad, Trav. It I was. think you really just enjoy the zombie one. I love the zombie ones, but I love the fact that you are continuously dreaming about <laughs> zombies. I uh, guess if you look at it, this is what, number 29? Mm-hmm. Well, three out of 29 ain't bad. Yeah. so I'm saying. It's like it's a solid. One like, every 10. 10%. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, as always, if you liked it, please go on and give us a, a review, uh, comment, leave us a message, go to our website at QCOPodcast.com or visit us at uh, our on our social media pages, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, QCOPodcast. But um, yeah, we uh, just a reminder, we do this every Monday and uh, our regular episodes release every Friday. So check us out. Um, thanks again, guys, for listening. We'll catch you next week.